Welcome everybody to Funeral Nation episode 186. I'm Ryan Thogmartin. That is Jeff the Funeral Commander Harbison. And this is a shelter in place Funeral Nation episode. Yeah, it certainly is. Uh, looks like you got out in the sunshine there. Good to see that the there is a little bit of blue clouds, uh, excuse me, blue sky coming through there in Ohio. A little bit, finally. After about 45 days of rain, it seems like here we are. Yeah, it's interesting. Here in Arizona, uh, we're going to be close to 90 next week. So uh, we've almost skipped the spring and jumping right into summer. And However, I look forward to it. It's time That's to right. be there. Yeah. Ryan, this is a time of crisis. I mean, yeah. there is this the number one subject now is coronavirus. And uh, in just a few minutes, we're going to have an owner uh, visit with us, Russ Wheat from up in Washington to share how they, at the very onset, are weathering the storm, what they're doing with families, how he's preparing staff, and uh, you don't want to miss this interview. No, it's good stuff. Uh, but we wouldn't be able to have this show and do this interview without uh, you and, and your team at CNJ Financial. Okay, so at CNJ, we're working from home. Everybody's out deployed. Our staff is doing a monumental job and still getting uh, funding for assignments. And if you're not part of CNJ, uh, we want to make an offer to you to take a little bit off your plate uh, and help you get those insurance assignments. So here we go. The Funeral Nation special, uh, 30 days free, no fees, not to you, not to the family. And also we'll do up to $25,000 in funding for free. So give us a call, reach out to me on Facebook, uh, reach out to me either at jeffh at cjf.com and uh, let us know how we can help you. Uh, what have you got to lose at this point? That's right, Jeff. I mean, shoot, there's free money sitting there. Go get it. That's it. And you're not having to waste time on the phone. Your staff doing it. Let us do it. That's what we do professionally. So, Ryan, there's a lot going on, and I think there's no better time in technology. Uh, you and I prob off camera had a discussion about advancing us. Will you yeah. regurgitate what you shared with me? Uh, so yeah, Jeff, in the, in the last three to, I'd say three weeks, we've had more conversations with funeral homes that have called and said, look, we're way behind the eight ball on this technology thing and social media. How do we get up to speed? And so I, I think a positive out of this is, is that it's helped move the profession forward from a technology standpoint. And we're really starting to understand the sheer value of being able to communicate the way the consumer wants to communicate. Um, right. I think also, you know, you and I talked about this, that right now there's a lot of states that have banned funerals altogether and gatherings. And then almost every state right now has a, a limit or restriction on the number of people at a gathering. So it's, it's made funeral homes have to get creative of how they serve families in that capacity. But also when you take the funeral service away from the consumer and there's something that they want they can't have, um, hopefully through this it's putting more value back onto the gathering and the life celebration and we'll see that going forward on the, on the, when we come out of this uh, kind of season that the consumer is going to see much more value in the gathering and ceremony around, whether it's a burial or a cremation, just the, the, the ability to be able to gather. Sure. I mean, you know, I read an article about a firm up in New Jersey that was working with a family and just the lack of hugs. Yeah. And, you know, if you think about that, 
that's something the funeral business is very personal. Um, it's very personal from the people who attend and the people who are working in here. So, you know, one of the ideas come about is that when you are as a funeral home working with a family that has been restricted, right then give them options, the ideas of what they can do. Mm -hmm. um, it's a longer term safe planning that we can do this in the future. Let's go ahead and plan everything, but just hold off on the date. Yeah. You know, don't let it go that gosh, we're just doing a graveside or we're doing a cremation. We'll contact you when it's over. Go ahead and implement those ideas. Go ahead and put them into place and just leave the date open. Absolutely. Well, I'm excited to uh, have our guest on Russ Weeks from up in Washington. So let's go ahead and roll that interview. Everybody, we're excited today to have Russ Weeks from up in Washington. Russ, you haven't been on before. I know you're a big effing fan and I'll give a shout out to Katie who works with you. She is, we see you guys at the conventions. We don't get to see you now. So how about introduce yourself, if you will, to our funeral nation. Sure. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Ryan. Uh, my name is Russ Weeks, and my brother and I have a group of funeral homes in the greater Seattle area. That's other than being a father and, and a husband. That's me. That's it. huh? Yeah, well, that's a pretty big title in itself. And speaking of being a father, you just had a, an event on top of everything else you're dealing with in your family. Uh, you mind sharing how that went? We did on Saturday. The uh, 21st, our daughter married her then fiance from Ireland, and he squeaked in here, moved here just before the travel ban went into effect. They got their marriage license three hours before the uh, the marriage place, whatever government agency shut down, and squeaked in just before they put a ban on all gatherings for the for the wedding. Wow. wow. It was only it actually they excuse me, they had put the ban in place, but because it was just our household there, they were able to have that. That's awesome. Wow. wow. Good timing all the way around. Yeah. <laughs> it works out. That's something that sounds really solid. It's a heck of a story they'll tell their grandkids. <laughs> That's what I said. Well, Russ, you've uh, you've been in some respects at the very forefront because Washington was one of the first that had uh, issues with the virus. Will you share with us uh, what's going on with your funeral home, how you guys are protecting yourselves, your families? Um, I know Washington also has been at the forefront of cancellations and restrictions. So as an owner, sharing this to other owners and funeral directors out here that may not have yet been to your level, more likely it's coming. I would say it's definitely coming, and I applaud our, our state leaders. I'm not usually big fans of theirs, but I really applaud them for the actions they've taken to, to uh, keep everyone safe and separated. Um, and I, I think I'm hopeful that we will see that effect. I know for a fact that the numbers, the official numbers lag behind what we're actually seeing. The numbers that the official numbers that were released on Saturday, March 21st, matched the unofficial numbers we had seen from from Friday, March 13th. So it was wow. nearly a week lag time. I'm hopeful that they're catching up, but I don't know that. I've I've since stopped counting unofficially, and um, but we're also having a hard time getting getting people tested in our area. So, so anything, if I can encourage you to take it seriously and, and keep your distance, please do that. Wow. From a business standpoint, we've, um, 
like everybody else, we're, we're struggling to make sure that we have enough PPEs. That's a, that's a large concern. Though we have taken inventory company-wide and, uh, and we feel pretty good about where we're at. There are a few areas where we're, we're probably short, but, but we're working on getting those. You know, Russ, how how is uh, dealing with COVID nineteen uh, affected processes at the funeral home for removals and, and 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 other things that would just be normal operating procedures? It, um, I think there's a certain level of anxiety across the country, but that's true in our staff as well. So um, it seems counterintuitive. When we, we instruct staff to say to have the minimal amount ne- necessary to do the to do the job. In other words, if one person can do that job safely, don't have two or three people in the room. And yet, and yet the the response from staff is almost like they need more people because they I don't know if they feel safer in numbers, mm-hmm. but um, but we've got to remind them continually don't have extra people it should be the minimum amount necessary that you do the job safely our procedures really have not changed that much other than you had Corey Gaffney on the other day and he mentioned covering the faces and, mm-hmm. and so we're making sure we do that on all removals and um, wearing a um, probably just being a little more cautious certainly wearing wearing full personal protective equipment when we when we um, are notified that that it is a death from the virus, but but other than that, hasn't it hasn't had a huge impact on on how they are reacting. Some of the shutdown and the stay at home orders that has had more of an impact on how we interact with the families. So, what are you doing differently uh, based on that order? All our all arrangements are done by phone or um, over the internet. Just as we're talking now, we can. We can do that with families and, and have arrangements that way. Um, we've locked the funeral homes so so families will call us. We put signs up so our staff is still there. That families will call us and then we will bring out urns or death certificates or whatever they're asking for. We'll, we'll bring them out to their car, and um, that way we don't have we have less interaction, less people coming into the building. I see. Is there something? Um that you can share with other owners and let's say lower infected states that they can prepare for or stock up or anticipate you know for instance if they don't have zoom or they don't have this go ahead and get it up and practice it you know those sort of things good practices that will help them from your experience as this really came on you guys pretty quickly there I would, um, yes, I would, I would recommend that they take an inventory of personal protective equipment, make sure they're comfortable with what they have. Um, we don't want to hoard, but we want to make sure that we have enough for our staff to safely serve families. That would be number one. And then just as you said, find whether it's uh, Zoom, Skype, team, Microsoft Teams, whatever you're using, um, and there are, I'm sure there are a number of others, right? But just do a quick practice. Send a send a, an email to your to your uh, one of your family members and see if they can open it up and you can communicate over the internet. Those types of things will be helpful in trying to uh, to create that rapport with families. 
And the other thing we have done, we've, we've asked our families to, excuse me, asked our staff to call families uh, several times throughout the day, just to, just to check in to make sure that they still feel cared for. Good. Good. That's excellent advice. Yeah. <clears throat> so, you know, the interesting part is we're not sure how long this is going to go and <clears throat> what's the current status of what they're asking you in, or excuse me, in Washington, as far as no ceremony, people attendance, where are you guys at as of this morning? There are, there are no, um, no gatherings. You should, you're to leave your house only for essential work or um, grocery store prescriptions, those types of things. Um, and I forgot what your question is. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. What type of restrictions are you having to deal with there in Washington specifically? You did share or, or say that uh, there's basically no gathering. So in, in effect, there is no funerals with visitations, much less great, nothing. So you guys are, are you still able to are still performing cremations and direct burials? What are you doing in order to meet those needs of the state and family? Yeah, we are, it's a difficult balancing act. And we are telling families that we cannot have uh, viewings. We cannot have uh, gravesides, no ceremonies whatsoever. We are allowing one person from the family to do an identification. And we know with one person, there's no chance of transmission. And with, um, so we meet, we feel like that's the best balance where we can still meet the need for positive identification as well. But there are families that are calling different funeral homes, trying to ask if that funeral home, will they let them do something? And, and we just have to say, I'm sorry, we'd like to, but, but we're not able to. All right. Are, are you offering services at a later date? And do you see this creating a, a grief and kind of mental health problem in the future with families that are forced to not be able to have any type of, of celebration? That's probably one for Dr. Wolfelt to answer. <laughs> My hope is that through this, there will be enough people that, that, uh, miss having a ceremony that I'm hopeful that it will actually um, demonstrate the need yeah. to have a ceremony and the need to have ritual and that, that our community in a larger sense will recognize that there's a need to say goodbye. Yeah. And uh, um, I'm hopeful that it will have the opposite effect. We will be contacting every family we serve during this time, regardless of, of what they've chosen to offer a, a larger gathering, another gathering at a later time. I think it's a, it'll be a great community outreach mm -hmm. and, it, and it, at the same time, it will also allow us to generate some, some income, make up a little bit of what we're losing now. Right, that's another uh, scary issue, that, uh, that lack of income from those sort of, uh, I'm gonna say traditional gatherings sure. is put on hold for a while. So that's a whole nother issue that I, I actually posted something a while back that this will have financial ramifications and like, no, how's that going to happen? We're in the business. Now we're seeing it. Yeah. 
Well, Russ, you know, we're grateful that you came on here. Um, we think a lot of you and your staff and team up there, y'all have always been big effing supporters and uh, fans. And so it's great that you came on. And I think this is a value to other funeral uh, owners and professionals that haven't gotten to the level that you guys are there in Washington. And I'm sure you'd encourage them to reach out and you'd provide any help that you can as far as advice. Absolutely. I, I enjoy just talking about business and talking about funeral service. So uh, anybody wants to reach out, I, I'd love to talk to them or, or uh, bounce ideas off of one another. All right. Excellent. Awesome. Well, thank you. And uh, we appreciate what you're doing. You're on the front lines out there on the battlefield of uh, the coronavirus. You're taking care of your staff and family. And uh, we just pray that things continue to uh, stay at a semi-normal state where you know what to do. Um, my concern is what's after this? You know, we, we've already done all we can do. What's the next phase? But we'll just live through that and deal with it as it comes. Right. Yeah. Thank you, Ryan. Thanks, Thank Jeff. You. Thanks, Russ. All take right. Care. Well, take care. Well, Commander, uh, I mean, it's great to be able to have somebody here that's, that's in the front lines, kind of in the trenches, dealing with, with multiple cases um, and, and just seeing, you know, I mean, one of the benefits of this show is that we're a resource and, and being able to have people like Russ on that can give guidance and, and have conversations. I mean, this, this virus has kind of united the profession in a sense where, you know, this is everybody is dealing with the same thing and and the more we can share and the more we can help each other um the better the profession will be at large serving families right now i agree with you and you know it's it's unprecedented in our modern times and so i want to applaud all the folks on the front lines out there that are still working uh serving families y'all are heroes we appreciate what you're doing we acknowledge it uh, we also would love to hear from you what you're doing different, special, great stories that came out. Let us know uh, so we can share with other folks. Um, speaking of letting us know and working hard as our friends from Plotbox, um, they're, <laughs> they're bared down as well because it's just not the funeral profession. It's also the cemetery profession. Right. You know, we right. kind of lump those, sometimes separate, sometimes we lump them together. But uh, there's some interesting times for the cemeterians too. And we implore you to reach out to folks at Plotbox to help you. Absolutely. Well, Commander, uh, next week you and I will be together again virtually along with uh, nine other companies in the profession. Uh, we're launching the first ever funeral unconference where there's really not an agenda it's going to be panel discussions um monday tuesday and wednesday an hour each day with uh some of the top brands in the profession and thought leaders in the profession really talking about one we'll probably hit on how each company is adapting to serve funeral homes and help funeral homes serve their client families better during this this season and this pandemic so uh tune in it's free to register uh, we will put the link in the description of this video uh, and and make sure you check it out. And even if you can't attend live, the recording will be provided uh, to everyone that registers uh, immediately following the live stream. Uh, we'll also be live streaming this uh, through the Connecting Directors Facebook page as well. Yep, that's awesome. I, I'm excited about it. And we're having a bunch of signups preliminarily. So you guys uh, jump on there. We love to share what's going on in our profession with vendors and thought leaders.
That's it. Okay, Commander, you stay safe where you, too, you my are. Friend. And, uh, you know, it, it's crazy because we may have two or three weeks in a row where you're not traveling and I'm not traveling, which will be very odd. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, it uh, There's a lot more to be said. I think it will be fun. You know, we, we talked about it with Russ a little bit. Maybe we can do some fun stuff with funny stories that's happened, you know, at yeah. home with families being together and how they're, I'm seeing some of the greatest memes in the world that, yeah. you know, teachers now don't get enough money to be paid. That's right. You're taking care of kids. And I've just seen all sorts of hilarious uh, videos and stuff coming out. So wow. in the times of trouble, let's also keep a light heart, That's you know, right. that uh, it's a good thing to laugh as well. My kids are extremely upset because they're homeschooled. So this really hasn't affected their school <laughs> schedule whatsoever. They just don't think it's fair. Uh, yeah, so, that's yeah, tough. That's life. All righty. Okay, well, thank sir. you, man. And uh, we'll see you soon All right. out here. Till next week, have a great effing week.